Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. It is the Machin Pager podcast, the very first, the inaugural, if you will. Um, 10,000 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> This could be terrible. This could be terrible. You subscribe now. Um, thanks to everyone who has subscribed. I'm going to make it terrible. Come on, you know, without trying. Which, which, hang on, trying or not trying? I think it's trying, trying, because normally I don't try, so this time I'm going to try and make it terrible. Maybe that's the, maybe that's what we've been missing all these years. Maybe that's the, the secret sauce into making it really good, is if you actually try to make it terrible, maybe it like goes back around. The other way, because we say that brilliance and absolute catastrophe are actually very close on the circle, but you'd have to go all the way around to to, to achieve one of the other. So or maybe this is it. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, if if you've ever if you've watched uh, Ready Player One, no, then you'll get that reference. Sadly not. Um, right. So uh, welcome everyone. Yes, thank you very much for everyone who subscribed. We're going to be talking football. We're going to be talking. Movies. We're going to be talking popular culture. We're going to be talking a lot of Biff. We're going to get something else. Buffy's top of the list. I think it's still popular, right? The making of the remake, that you know. No. Mm. Is Sarah Michelle Gellar in it? No. Then it's going to be because it's not a remake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's also nearly fifty years old Um, and fit. Yeah, true. Um, Very. very We're going to be handing out some incredible. uh, We're going to be the agony uncles for you later on as well because look, we've been through the mill. We've been through life. I'll be the agony aunt. Okay, that's fine. Whatever you need to be. Oh, um, and we're going to get into some stuff from our, our you know, lives, past, present and future and stuff in the middle as well. From next week onwards, if you want to get involved, you want to comment below. Anything you want us to talk about, we, we pretty much will do. It's all fair game at this point. Yeah, we um, started the channel, what, 20 days ago with no idea of the content that we're going to put up. So if you guys could give us some ideas for content, we're going to ask for it right now. Hmm. Yeah, that would be absolutely splendid. Thank you very much. Um, Chris, we're going to begin with what we're calling The Purge. Um, we're hoping it'll be a, a weekly feature of... Something that has been doing your head in beyond means over the last seven days, or because this is the very first one, something that might have been doing your head in for your entire life. My eyes. Your eyes. My eyes. Your they eyes are have doing, been doing my your head. fucking head in, Paul. <laughs> Why? Because they're shit. They are great. They're shit, to be honest with they're you. Very, you've, got, you've got pretty eyes, Chris. Do you think pretty so? blue eyes. Oh, thanks, mate. Right. Yeah, I think so. I can't see them, though, Paul, because my eyes are shit, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> Well, they're, just, they're just doing my head in they're crap first of all I need glasses which is just a shit thing really mm-hmm. isn't it mm-hmm. and then now I don't even suit not wearing glasses which is just shit in and of itself it's very odd that because I've known you 
long before you became a, a bespectacled gentleman. Um, and you do now look hard without them. I look weird. Mm. I can't even look at myself. Firstly, I can't see myself in the fucking mirror. <laughs> and secondly, when I can, it look, I look ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't want to look ridiculous with no glasses on. I want to look like Chris Pajak and I don't look like Chris Pajak anymore. There's something that's exacerbated this. In this last week, yeah, my nose, your nose, you're not a fan of your nose. I, mean, you I hate my fucking nose. It's fucking shit. I can't. It's quite breathe. a pretty nose. I know that, but it's not useful. It's not functional. I can't breathe. <laughs> it's symmetrical. I like symmetry. Symmetry's fine, but I can't breathe through it, and that's what it's there for. Mm. Not for fucking clogging up with snot that occasionally just comes out when I'm talking. No, you've been dealing with I've hay developed fever. hay fever developed, at 36 years old. <laughs> I've I've lived with hay fever for all my all my life, so I'm not being funny. There's two types of people in, in this world. They're the kind of people who take no comfort in people sharing things that have happened to them, sharing their misfortune, and they're the type of people who absolutely buzz off it. And I buzz off people having to live in the same areas of discomfort and pain that I do. So I don't. I wouldn't genuinely wish it on someone, but also when someone says to me, I've got hay fever, I'm like, great, shit, isn't it? It's fucking terrible, Paul, yeah. to be honest. I mean, I thought I'd passed that. I thought, you know, at 17, I'm thinking, I'm never getting hay fever. Age 36, I now can't see and can't breathe. Mm. Brilliant. It's been three weeks. You know what it is? Someone or something is punishing me for having a fantastic week about six weeks ago. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is, right? But Calm that's it. what it is. Yeah. You've had, you've had all is. your fun. You've had your years fun Mate, in one hit. I went to see the Hold Steady and the Saturday Night Gig. I went to see them in, uh, release a film. We did a Q&A with the band. I got to talk to the lead guitarist outside for half an hour and peck his head in, which was fantastic because I was bladdered. And then I went to see them in a, a, a small venue with about 350 people and, and I partied my heart out all weekend. I had about six McDonald's. It was fantastic. It was the perfect weekend. And then I get to Monday, get home for a few hours. Tuesday, we're off to Bayern Munich. I drink too much. And then after, you know, not drink on the day of the game because I was in a bad, bad way. But then we we won in Bayern Munich. And I came back. And since then, my life's been shit. Catastrophic. Honestly, came back. Robin, my eldest daughter, ill. That you've overlapped. dealt with two bouts of chicken pox yeah. and you've had six colds in that time. And hay fever. And hay fever. And the only thing that's keeping me alive is the bloody reds. That's mm. the only thing. I, I, I hate you. I hate Tom. I hate everything that I'm doing at life. I can't breathe and I can't see what I'm going through. Two things. It's been gaining subscribers on a channel with no content. Yes. And Liverpool being mustard. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so are you done? Feel better? Well... There are plenty. We still can't of, breathe out your nose. Other things that I could talk about, like my jeans. They're doing my head in. I bought a new pair of jeans. I spent a little bit of money. I got some five hundred ones from the outlet store because you know I'm still not in the Levi's store um, and stuff. I had a little go in the swings and slides while I was there. I didn't. They've gone. I was gutted. Um, and now I can, and now these new jeans are so uncomfortable. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. And my trainers aren't as white as they used to be, and that's annoying me. Okay, great. Um, I have gone for my pairs this week. Question marks. Wow. Mm. And they're equally similar, but obviously straighter brothers, the exclamation point as well. I love the exclamation point. And the English language. Do you want me to explain explain why? It's bullshit and it's it's a fundamental flaw of how the English language is constructed. The Spanish have got it spot on. I never realised this. One before upside down, one after the way around. Right, my son is learning how to read and he can do it quite now. He's seven years old, so I've had to go through this and it's it's basically tortuous. It's, you know, having to go like... Ah, it's it's cat, mate. It's cat. Robin's four, so she goes... Ah, t- 
okay, what's it spell? Dog. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. But you, so you, this is how you read a sentence. You read the first word, then the second word, and blah blah blah, and then you get to the end of the sentence and you discover that it was a question all along. It's good, so you can't intonate. So you can't, and this is why you've got fucking dickheads everywhere who up speak, and I'm one of them because it's been, you know it's been conditioned. Up speaking, it is infu- it's maddening. It is basically another example of the dumbing down of our society. We're all becoming fucking morons, and the fact is, and, and you can argue, well, why can't you see there's a question mark at the start of the sentence? I know because we're all becoming fucking morons. But buy it at the start. Bang, the Spanish have got it spot on. It's like a giant warning sign that says, here in lies a question. So prepare yourself. Prepare yourself to deliver this like a question. And you can, because it's got it's bookended splendidly. If you don't know, if you don't know, it's upside down at the start, and then it's that, the way we would put it at the end. So, you know, so like shouting, for example, because the question's fine, because you can upspeak. But what if you want to deliver something with an ex- This is why people tap in cap lock, caps locks, by the way, dumbing down a society. You don't realise you're meant to be exclaiming until the answer could be. Uh, and and John fell down the stairs. You know, like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, apologies. Um, stupid. It's it's a, it's been doing so what, my. What, why has it been doing your head in? Because what have you been reading. Because I've been going questions? through reading school books with my son and him not knowing what a, what a, what it's a question, not realising it's a question. So he's trying to and, and it's so you get everything in this monotone voice of like the dog. Went down the oh street, and it's like, mate, it's a question. So that wasn't a question. You know what I mean? <laughs> Explanation. <laughs> but if you put it at the beginning, you'd have known that that wasn't a question. Yes, yes, that'll do. Thanks, Chris. We <laughs> that one massively. Um, yeah, so that's been doing me. I think we need. To, I think we need to fundamentally change the English language. Now the Brexiteers are not going to be happy with that. No. Imagine trying to tell them. <laughs> I mean, and let's be honest. I'm not saying every Brexiteer, but I'm saying you know the ones that follow Tommy Robinson. Um, could probably do with something that makes language a little easier for them, if we're being perfectly honest. I, I mean, yes, but also just let's just get rid of Velcro. Yeah, Velcro and 24-hour supermarkets. Exactly. Brilliant. Because Darwinism is being hampered by convenience. Convenience and Velcro. Yeah. They die if they had to tie their shoelaces up because they're too stupid to do it and they yeah. trip over and fall off a cliff mm. or something yeah. or fall into a big test. Or at least like a... Ones. To say, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm up for convenience when it comes to not having to bend over and tie your kids' shoelaces for the first four years of their life every 30 seconds. No problem with I'm, t- I'm surprised we even got here as a society, to be honest. No, I know. When you look at these animals that come out and they start running away from, from yeah. like, from giraffes. Threat. Giraffes just get out and start walking straight away. We have to carry them around for two years with friggin' bottles. Absolutely pathetic. We're a pathetic species. And rusks. Well, have you seen now? The, sorry, yeah, we're getting onto footy in a bit, by the way, because um, Man United, Man United were crap in the Champions League and I actually bought. Um, those, those ones used to have, which were like a stick of rusk with a piece of like um, basically string on the end, so you could hold on to them. They stopped making these because basically kids were just fucking swallowing them whole and dying. Um, yeah, it's fine. I'm getting confused with tampons. Mm, go ahead. <laughs> Sure. Um, right, Chris, moving on. Um, we're going to talk about some things that have happened in the world this week. We're going to start with football. Um, I want to talk about the Champions League. I want to talk not about Liverpool because we talk about Liverpool all the time and there's plenty of channels for us to talk about that. I want to talk about Man United. Cool. Because 
I can't help but be this way because I'm genetically inclined to have a problem with people from Manchester. I know plenty of people who are from Manchester are sound, by the way, but I can't help it. I take I take I get Schadenfreude from seeing misery happen from down the M62. Um, the Ollies at the wheel stuff. Because I said as soon as he came in, I was like, "Brilliant!" And here's hoping he he's amazing. He has this great spell, and then like a, a landslide of optimism sends him into the job. Exactly what happened with us with Kenny Dalglish, and then they find out that he's not really up for up for the task. And then he's basically got the full time job. They gave him the contract, and he's been crap since. Has it's he lost amazing. five and seven since? Apparently so. I mean, again, I don't follow them vociferously in any way, shape, or form. What I did do was watch. I turned on the Barcelona Man United match at the point at which Barcelona. Just scored the first goal, and it was and it was glorious watching from then on because Leo Messi's amazing. Obviously, it doesn't need <laughs> you don't need the shock. There you go. There's the values of this new podcast. Um, I see I see weaknesses in Barcelona, but more I see more weaknesses in, in Manchester United. They just look like a bunch of lads who've been told, "Yeah, go out and play your own game." Nah. Doesn't work. Barcelona are really good at football. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually chose to watch the Juve Ajax game, mm. if anyone follows me on Twitter, so they'll know that I watched that, but I've obviously watched the highlights and stuff of the Man United game, and they looked like they come out and they started really well, to be honest, and I think that's what you're talking about, Barcelona. Mm. They've got that little bit of a soft centre, haven't they? Um, but obviously, going forwards, they, 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 they've got one man who can turn a game when he decides to turn a game, and, you know... Um, I, I, I felt like I would never learn anything from watching that game other than stuff that I already know, which is don't back on Bar- uh, don't back on Manchester United to do you any favours mm. in the title running. Yeah. Uh, and you can back on Lionel Messi being amazing and scoring goals. I haven't seen, I, I realised that I just haven't watched Barcelona in ages. So I had no concept. I, like, I, I, I didn't know a couple of the players, which was, in, which was, which was fascinating. Like Artur, never, literally never heard of him. So really? it's quite interesting to watch, to, to watch him do his, do his thing and seeing Coutinho obviously scored an absolute, an absolute belter. It, as Phil Coutinho does. It's interesting to see Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez looks very much like a man who spent far too much time in his life being Luis Suarez. Mm. He looks like a man who, you know, if you if you play football, if you live life like Suarez, eventually it's just going to start to hurt. And it's gonna start, you're going to start to become a bit creaking and look, you know, without, without risking to jinx it or whatever. Phenomenal players, but and obviously Messi something else. But yeah, the Suarez thing's interesting because I've watched Barcelona probably five or six times so far this season, and in, I would say in probably four or five of those games he hasn't scored and he hasn't been great as mm-hmm. it were. Um, but what he does do is something that we applaud Firmino for, and that's yeah. creating space for others and yeah. occupying defenders and stuff. So even on his bad days when he doesn't score, you know the rest of the attack looks absolutely brilliant for him. So he's a danger just in and of that. And that, and then you look at it and you think the other games that I've seen, he's still he's a still he's still a finisher, and that's the thing. But you're exactly right. He's he is getting on a little bit now. He's still got the skill set. He just probably doesn't affect games. As often, but that is only talking from five or six games oh God, yeah. in the season. The fascinating stuff with flipping it back to Man United is, which I love because it's just it's delicious, and it's just because I've had to live with thirty years of Man United being the best club in the country and at times the world. When Liverpool have been, you know, nowhere nowhere near it, is watching the similarities between what I've just lived as a Liverpool fan and watching them go through similar things, and I love that whole. Mourinho basically saying, you know, we need better players. I need, we need investment. This squad needs a retrofit and all that. And everyone goes, shut up, Mourinho. You're just boring. And you, you've had money and you've wasted it. Not saying it's wrong, by the way. Um, and then Solskjaer basically gets beat by Barcelona. Is like, yeah, the squad needs loads of investments and what? Because it, it, it happens every single time. And the only time I've not seen anyone do that, go mad about that, is like, is Klopp. 
who did, who obviously knew that Liverpool needed a, a, a match, massive retrofit, but just came in and just told everyone they were boss and built, and built it up and then slowly, slowly changed it. I am fascinated to see what happens with United because they'll still have the money to do it. They'll have the money to rebuild. It's whether they've got... It's when things aren't going right at a football club, you start to realise that every, everything's not right. So all of, I've seen people talking about the Glazers all, all of a sudden. Where did that go, by the way? Man United fans who are watching, let us know. Where did the where did all the criticisms go? Because you had the... the, the trophies. The, criticisms go away. You know, true. You, you, know, you had the scarf protests, you know, and all that kind of stuff when they all broke out the Harry Potter scarves for a year. And then... That just that vanished. You don't see, the, when you, you don't see when that you, anymore. When you when you bring in managers who are on big contracts like Jose Mourinho, and you bring in players who are on big contracts like Paul Pogba, like Alexis Sanchez, and stuff like that, then the question marks start to go away because the fans are getting what they perceive mm-hmm. as value for money from it. Yeah. Um, and what happens is a couple of trophies, and it's all gone. Now a couple of bad results, and it all comes back to the forefront, and it will be very much spotlight on Manchester United this summer. My my thing with Manu always was from when Solskjaer came in was. Will he, will he be good at spending the money? And that's the thing. And, you know, you look at the, the, the management team that he's put around him, I think it was a masterstroke bringing Phelan back from the cold and from mm-hmm. what he was doing. Was he... Was he? I don't remember where he was. Um, but that's brilliant. But he's been away from that as well. And, you know, he's never actually had the pair strings himself. He was a very good number two for Ferguson. Carrick's obviously part of that Manchester United culture. Brilliant. Never spent money. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, not spent money. Mm-hmm. Um, so are Manchester United going to be able to trust Solskjaer to, with those pair strings this summer? That's the question, Mark. Or are they going to try and save their money a little bit? Or, or, or well, what's what's the problem? Because he's the guy who's got the guns on the pair strings. He's the one who's making the, the, the sanity. He's just playing footy manager, isn't he? But that's the issue, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. That's the, you know, yeah. you can bring a guy in like Klopp who's going to buy his players regardless of price, or you can bring a guy, or you can put Woodward in charge who's going to go for what he perceives to the guaranteed wins. And those guaranteed wins haven't been paying off for Manchester United yeah. over the last couple of years. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting to see. And I can, I, I, like I say, I can't help but get a, a, a very vague sense of enjoyment from it because I've had to live with it for far too long. And it's Fascinating! I've got a Man United fan uh, uncle, and he's becoming—he's just becoming like we were, you know, picking up on all the little, the little perceived injustices of Liverpool getting dodgy like goals and decisions not going, go, decisions going our way. We used to do that. I've just lived the best part of three decades doing that with United. So yeah, like it's defo, it's defo our turn. I so Chris. Oh my God! There's that thing. There's the one doing the round on social media of that little like. Um, Build up play from the back, which is hilarious in one respect because it's it's PR Twitter. Is there's one version of it where it cuts off just before they give the ball away, um, but it's it's Pro Evo FIFA one touch slalom passing down the pitch. And you were saying like the you were you were probably the better team for the for the spell, Same but then the I just turned it on. Yeah, I thought Juve were doing what they needed to do. I thought it was a professional style performance. You know, they obviously got a goal from from a corner with Ronaldo from a header and stuff, and they were they were comfortable in the game. But every time that you know we were texting last night, when we every time that Ajax got the ball, they did look dangerous. They just didn't get enough of the ball. But the second half that completely changed. Ajax just took the game by the scruff of the neck, and it was like those young lads just decided it's like. Yeah, they, I think that's all they've got, you know. Yeah. I think that's all Juve have got. And if we just put our foot on the ball and start playing football, it was brilliant. And it reminded me a lot of Liverpool from last season. A lot of Liverpool from this season is, you know, a lot of those brilliant passing moves broke down. Mm-hmm. But they were centimetres away yeah. from being absolutely perfect. Yeah. And you only need one of them to go right. And all of a sudden you're 1-0 up. And the way that they went in there, quieting the crowd, took Ronaldo out of the game, you know, the... the, the um, 
Allegri is subbing Dybala, you know, mm-hmm. and bringing him off and early on. I can't remember if it was half-time or early second half and stuff. They did everything perfectly and then they capitalised on it. They're such an exciting team to watch. And you know, I've not watched a lot of Ajax this season. In fact, that's the first 90 minutes I've watched, so mm-hmm. I might be wrong on my uh, on, on what I thought from Ajax. But uh, everyone was talking in our WhatsApp group about Delight and stuff like that, or Delict, or however you say it. And he's clearly fantastic. He scores an unbelievable header where he beats two Juve men to the ball. David Blind was the player that I was really impressed with at the yeah. back. So it's funny, isn't it, that I've heard all season long and I went into that game thinking, I really can't wait to watch the lit. I can't wait. And for the first half, I was looking at going, that David Blind looks fucking bad. I bet you Man United could deal with him. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? But yeah. he was brilliant and shown as absolutely fantastic in the middle of the party. just got so many exciting players. It's fascinating, though, because the point was made is that Man United and Ajax were the Europa League finalists. Man United won on that day, and every, and we all lamented it because we'd had Severe, who were the perennial Europa League winners the year before, who'd just been there and done it and knew it inside and out. And Man United basically got a, a, almost a buy at that time because the Ajax team were too young and, and too raw and just didn't have enough of what, what it took. And you look at the progression now, you know, Ajax going into a Champions League semi-finals and Man United looking like they, they're just nowhere near. They look like a team, if, you, if they were in the Europa League, I, I, you'd be like, okay, yeah. They'd be too good for, they're too good for the Europa League. Maybe. But, Maybe, but they're not good enough to be at that at that stage of the Champions League. Fascinating, fascinating. Oh, and so. again, you know, you you learn from those things, don't you? You know, getting beaten in a Europa League final, Liverpool learn from that. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ajax have learned from that, and their squads got better and progressed. And Manchester United, at best, there's treaded water. Yeah. Or what else do you want to talk about? Um, Game of Thrones, Paul. Ooh. I'd love to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. I'm more than happy to talk about Game of Thrones. I managed to find the time in my life to watch it. because it is a show that you do that for. You made this absolute point, is that we live in a culture now of, oh, whatever. You know, I'll either find time and I'll, you'll binge watch 12 episodes or something back to back and not sleep. But a lot of the time, it will, I can dip in and out of things. Game of Thrones is one of the few, like... Appointment to view. If you don't watch that in the first day, you 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 it's your own fault. You're ruining it for yourself. Like. Yeah, mate. What an episode! Like it was like the because the, the series is so big and vast and and long now as well. They they have so many little things to tie up, don't they? And just getting everybody back together and getting them all to Winterfell and it just it just sparks something. It's like oh, I remember that. Oh wow. Okay. Ah ah ah. And then they end it with um, spoilers. Lannister. Spoilers. Spoilers. Just spoilers. Yeah, fine. spoilers. No, it's spoilers. their own. It's literally their own fault, and they end it with Lannister and looking at Bran, and you look and you go, "That's how the whole thing started." <laughs> it's it's uh, the the thing that gets me about the start of every series, though Game of Thrones, is that I've never rewatched an episode, so I always go into the first, into the series, and I spend two episodes trying to work out what the fuck everyone is, and I and they go and they say a name, and I'm like, no idea who that is. No idea whatsoever. And um, moreover, my wife's even worse. So I, I can just... I, I'm very much of the opinion that a, a film or a TV show will give you the tools with which to understand what's going on if you just pay attention for long enough. Whereas if you're, t- if you're trying to figure it out yourself, but also someone's asking you questions of what's happening, yeah. it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. I mean, and to be fair, I have it on both ends because I have it whenever I take my see- me son to see a movie. What's happening? Why is this happening? Just shut up and let me work it out and I'll explain it to you after the fact. But I, I spend the first half an hour of that episode going, the dragons... <sighs> The, the, look, the dragon. The dragon got killed. What, what, what happened to the dragon? No, the dragon got killed beyond the wall, and it's come back as like a zombie dragon or something. Shh. 
And then, like, and, and it, well, what about it? What about him? Well, who are they? Well, he's the oh my god, the Iron Islands. He's he's like a family member, and he's the the heir to them. And he come, he, he basically fucked them up. He fucked up the one who had his cock chopped off, and uh, and 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 his sister who he had sex with. He come in and he battered them, and and now he's and uh, and uh, and why? So why are they going to South? They, I think, from what I can gather, <laughs> Jamie's Jamie Lannister is fell out with Cersei, and that's why he's. And that's why. So he's sending her to try and kill, to kill him. Just, just, just watch it, the show and keep up. We'll will watch you? it. Let's ask questions. So at we, the end. so Save we, questions so we rewatched the last series like a week ago and, and made sure that we were up to date to stop all this from happening because it, it is too easy for it's the people. It's it's too big. It's too vast. There's too much going on. You can't be expected to remember absolutely everything. Can we talk a little bit about predictions here? By the way, yes. How right. do you feel that the what do you, what do you, the last the last scene? Of the series, of the whole of Game of Thrones, who's there? What's happening? Oh my days! Uh, I wasn't predicting that. Um, who's there? What's happening? I I think I've got about eleven of the main characters die. Yeah. Um, I think, I, to be honest, I think it all starts again. I think there's a child between Daenerys, Daenerys and John. Yeah. Who smuggled out of Westeros, and then the whole thing repeats. Okay, I think everybody dies. Everybody, <laughs> everybody that you know and love dies, and probably if there's any remaining gobshites, one of them probably ends up ends up boss as a result of it because that is what we've been now been conditioned. This is the new school torture porn TV. The Walking Dead is exactly the fucking same, which is why I've stopped watching yeah, it enough. because. You can't relax. Now, to its credit, Game of Thrones, it sets up the most awful of awful human beings, and by and large, they get the comeuppance, which means that, and it depends whether your, your view on Cersei, because Cersei's got a very Thanos-like quality that you could probably, if you see it from her perspective, you probably think she's actually, she doesn't deserve comeuppance, she's just doing a reasonable thing. She needs to get the most horrible of horrible you know, comeuppances at the end, probably. But I, I think a charge of the light brigade style situation where everyone that you've come to like is just brutally, brutally murdered in front of your eyes. No series that's this good ever ends in a satisfactory manner. It can't, it can't, because there's too many different plots and there's too yeah. many different things to wrap up. So there's going to be loads of stuff that probably hasn't been wrapped up. There's going to be loads of questions at the end. But one of the things that I think is going to be revealed over the next few episodes is that the, the, the Night King was a Targaryen. Okay. Because he, dra- he rides a dragon. It's like as simple as that. And did you see the way that that um, lad was set on fire? And it looked a yeah. bit like a spider, which also looks like the Targaryen sigil, sigil or whatever it sure. is. So th- th- there's that. The fact that he's ra- riding a fucking dragon. I think he. I think that. I think he's a Targaryen. Ooh. Let us know. They've always. It's always like the three-headed dragon, and that isn't there. So there's John. Yeah. There's Daenerys, and there's the Night King. Okay. Three Targaryens. I'm down. For, I'm down for that. So everyone dies, but there's a baby smuggled out of Westeros. Okay. Wicked. I'm, 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 I'm bang up for a bit of baby smuggling. Um, what did you make of the Star Wars trailer? Oh, my God. Not, not as... Not, I didn't like it as much as that fella floating around Twitter. Yeah. But my I, way, did I love the Star well, Wars I trailer. About, I want to talk about this, because I'll be honest, I watched the video and it went a bit viral, didn't it? Because there was a girl who was basically saying, you know... Did the, you read the comments to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love this. So there's a girl, I we can put it up, there's a girl who... Um, who basically had a go with this fella and saying it's made it's, it's unveiled a new generation of undateable, undateable men. 
brilliant. Um, and I do, I do think the people who do those trailer reactions are a bit weird. I actually, his one, I found quite endearing because it's not like I see them and it's going, and they're just so fake. They're so put on. It's like people who do FIFA videos and they know that you need to shout and scream because that's what people give a shit about. So it's just so, you see right through it. That lad was genuinely... He was, like, in tears. he was genuinely crying at watching the start. And if someone gets that emotional about something, I say fair fucks to you. Let them enjoy it. Yeah. If you're that passionate about something, I think that, you know, you know, go and carry on existing in, you know, in, in your own little world. I don't need you in my life. But fair play to you. Anyone who, anyone who loves something that much should be allowed to enjoy the, that stuff as much as they want to. Um, but the people skating it, I just think... There wasn't that many people skitting it, which was great from what I saw. Basically, that that girl just got lambasted by everybody for being like, "Listen, that's brilliant," and he got so many extra followers off the back of it that genuinely want to see his reactions and stuff. It's great when the internet stands up to something like that, and you know everyone groups together and is nice for a change. It's so few and far between, isn't it? The only other thing that was great from the internet reactions this that I saw. Did you see the Seth Rogen edit? No. So someone's replaced the Emperor laugh with the Seth Rogen laugh at the end, and Seth Rogen's actually tweeted about saying, like, made up to be involved in this project. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Go on, Star Wars predictions? Star Wars predictions. Leia is Rey's mum. Yeah. Um, Just from the shot where they're hugging, the hair's made up in exactly the same way and stuff like that, so I think that's a little bit of a callous. I don't know whether it's it's there to mislead you or not, but it certainly felt like to me that 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 is going to be one of the reveals. Yeah, I've got to... I I just And it is Palpatine. Sure. I hope... Parachute. What? Get a parachute. What? Oh, in Paris, is that why he fell down the thing and survived? Okay, cool. Um, yes, <laughs> or just the force. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe the force. Yeah. Maybe just uses the force. You know, you go with your faculties. He basically got thrown down. You know, it wasn't like he was shot or or had his head cut off or whatever. I mean, to be fair, which has not stopped many people in the Star Wars universe. But uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, why not? He's, yeah, I love the fact that he's just been living. Just low tech. Pa- I just love the low tech parachutes idea. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, of course I'm walking around in a parachute. Maybe just it's very dangerous where I fight. Just billowed his cloak. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And <laughs> made it his way to the down. bottom like a bat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And he's just been stuck. He's been old, isn't he? But stuck, stuck yeah. down there at the bottom. I love of the, the fact time. that the actor was tweeting about it as well. Like, yeah, that's yeah, brilliant. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I'm glad JJ Abrams is back on board on this, and I just, I, I just wonder whether he can undo because there's loads of people. I'm not getting into it. There's loads of people who love that. that that last film, it's fucking terrible, by the way. It's fucking terrible. Um, but the uh, Ray and Johnson basically just did. There's a, the, Red Letter Media's done a great thing about this, and it's about like defying expectations deliberately. And he, he, he go, they do a video where you go, it's Ryan Johnson, and he's having a dinner, and he goes to pour his glass of wine, and he just pours it on the table. You know, it's like there you go. Ha! Oh, you didn't expect that, did you, prick? Um, I wonder where, how much he, of that stuff that he wrote. He, he just basically went big cross through all the really interesting stuff from The Force Awakens. I, I hope JJ's gone, okay, well, we maybe that was just a mystery. You know, like the whole, your parents are no one, and everyone's, oh, that's good, because it means that anyone can be a Jedi. Yeah, but that's also a bit shit. You know, yeah, sure, you can still have a world where anyone can be a Jedi, that's fine, but it's the sky, it's meant to be up the Skywalker it's saga. Family, yeah. It meant, it should, let it have something. Why rob us of that? You know what I mean? They robbed us of, of Luke Skywalker having a really good bit for no reason other than, oh, well, just let's set it up for that. And I think the reason of this is because when you watch them chronologically, well, they kill Obi-Wan. Whereas we watch them, the original trilogy, and then we go, oh, look, we get to see a bit of I never really thought about. If you watch them from the first one, Obi-Wan dying would be a bit like losing 
Luke is for our generation. But fuck that. You don't have to follow that, you morons. Just let let us have it. There's nothing wrong with him. Oh, I can't. Make people up boil. This film's going to be shit, by the way. It's going to be utterly shit. And everyone's going to be angry forever and ever. Because you can't... I and mean, we're all going to realise that there's one good... There's one and a half good Star Wars films. And it's literally Empire Strikes Back. And although it's my favourite, Jedi... And we we'll and we can just watch them forever and ever and ever. Which is fa- which is absolutely, absolutely fine. fine, absolutely fine. Um, oh, PlayStation Five announcement. This is exciting stuff. It's interesting for me because I'm not like a massive gamer, uh-huh. but I do follow the industry of it all. And yeah. I, obviously, I've got a Nintendo Switch and I'm banging into that. Like, yeah. in fact, I was playing that this morning. Nice. Um, well, the kids were—I don't know what they were doing to be honest, but. Probably my bad. I probably should. If I wasn't playing the Switch, I'd probably know what they were doing. You'd also got in the office very early this morning as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that's a lot. So you fitted in a lot. You fit a lot in, and you're uh, in your five, Paul. <laughs> oh my god. We sent the kids to bed early last night, which is great, and you you really enjoy the night. So they went to bed at like I think we got them into bed at seven o'clock, and we just left them. Um, like not like we didn't leave the house. Yeah, you, you know, you're not the mechanics. We, like, we went down. We went downstairs. Um, and but that obviously then you, you forget that that's going to backfire at some point. Yeah, there's so a Jerry Seinfeld line about about day guy and night guy, and how night guy basically <laughs> just everything his power to fuck day guy. And day guy hates fuck, night guy. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing day guy can do to stop night guy doing this, apart from maybe losing the job, and so he's got no money to go and spend. But then as a knock on knock on it, so yeah, you've night Chris has had a great time with an extra couple of hours to to, to play Completely and live. Fucked. Day Chris. What were we talking about? PlayStation 5. Yeah. So it looks to me like PlayStation are going with a tried and trusted method here mm-hmm. of that most people just want a console that you can play computer games on, spend about 50, 60 quid on with better specs than previous generations. 50, 60 on a game. On a game, right yeah. Uh, and then keep the console relatively affordable and they'll win the generation like that. Whereas mm-hmm. it looks like Microsoft have gone for this we are going to give you an all-encompassing system that doesn't really exist anywhere. Yeah. But you can play the games on your phone, on your iPads, on your desktop, on and on the Xbox One and stuff. And Switch have just avoided it all again. You know what's doing my head? In? Nintendo Switch has ruined gaming for me because it's amazing, and it annoys me that I can't play my PlayStation games on the Switch. So I wanted. I'm banging to Resi Two. And I want to play. I want to be able to take Resident Evil on my Switch and take it out because I've got I've got Resident Evil Revelations on there just to keep me ticking over. And I've got really good games that I love on the Switch, but the games that I really, really, really want to play are all on PlayStation. And I've got my Vita, and you can remote play, but you only on your Wi-Fi network, and it's a bit spotty, and the, it's only got the shoulder one set of shoulder buttons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I really hoped <clears throat> the PlayStation were going to. Follow suit, which just maybe they will. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll spring an announcement yeah, of, the of an updated handheld or whatever. The, moment, like. the one thing I did, what did you, I don't know if anyone else did this. I saw the the announcement and the list of things that it does. The first thing that I googled off the back, don't know if you did anything like this. What is ray tracing? Yeah, because no. that was a ray tracing. Does ray tracing? Ray tracing is just another way of rendering light. Great, thanks. Everyone's dead excited about it. Not asked. My problem with new console generations is it's fucking bullshit. It's utter bullshit because there's no difference. You want the graphics are better. Honestly, are they? Yeah, I mean, yes. No, but realistically, from PlayStation 3 up to modern times now, so Xbox 360 to Xbox One, they're a bit sharper and a bit crisper, but they're not like... 
it's not they still don't look human <laughs> you know what I mean they still look impressive but they don't look human we're not talking the jump from the SNES to the PS1 kind of things here so no I need I need I need, I need impressing I need, who do you think is going to win the next generation uh, I mean you can't you can, it's stupid to bet against Sony because they they keep doing it and they Microsoft was supposed to kill Sony off but as soon as they launched the Xbox and it never happened, they totally fucked it up with the launch of the Xbox One by doing this, you know, permanently online stuff and, and you know, and, and the copy protection and, and all, all that, that kind of stuff. stuff. Like, and people just didn't buy into it. I think people will buy into it now because you're already getting it. I mean, God, you play Destiny and you've got to be online to play Destiny, you know, albeit on, on PlayStation. You know, people are used, more and more used to this, they're more and more used to cloud-based gaming. So I think it will probably go that way, but fine, you know. But that's the thing. But that, that's the thing. If, if if Xbox are able to do, if you can take your your AAA game and title, if you can take Titanfall three or whatever they're up to, and you can take it on the bus, and then you can go and play it at home, then they'll win because you you you're that's what you need. Well, mobile's the future. Mobile is you know being tethered to something. I don't. I've got Sky, my Skybox and my PS Pro and my living room. And I don't really sit in there anymore, you know, because I've got I'll, I'll play on the, the play on the switch, or I might I might have Sky Go on the telly in the in the kitchen, or or, or whatever, or I'll watch things on my phone and I watch YouTube. That that world of being locked in a room and doing something, not necessarily for younger. For that's the, for po- that's the point. Home, that's the, that's the difference, isn't it? Because you're a dad who has to grab gaming where he can. And a young lad, I, re- I remember thinking back to when we were growing up and stuff, and we'd just sit and play footy manager for hours on end. And, you know, you'd be playing through the night and watching the Copper America on the telly in your bedroom at the same time. Being tethered isn't too much of an issue from age 15 to age yeah. 19, because that's all you're going to be. You're, you're always just going to be in your room for five days a week or yeah. whatever and live for the weekends and stuff. But when you get a little bit older, like we are, and when you have got a family and stuff, get, get, it's, I think it's really clever what the Switch has done is because they've made it so that you can pick it up for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and play a game and put it down. Whereas there are some games still on the PlayStation where you just need to bank off two hours yeah. or an hour of something. Whereas, like, bank off. Sorry. It's Sorry. better than wanking off. Then you look at it and you go, well, like, even, even like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and stuff like that, it's like those small sort of temples. They're made, it's all made so that you don't have to get into a temple like on the N64 and spend 45 minutes trying to find your way through there. Yeah. You've got a 10 minute period, something like that. It's just so clever. They've thought about the layers of it and yeah. how you're going to take these games on, on, on your way yeah. and being able to just put it down and pick it up again and start again two minutes at a time. It's it's absolutely genius. Yeah. And did you see the bar chart like um, of the spending the Premier League? Mm, no. You, you did. Oh, the we, ongoing talked, one. Yeah, yeah the yeah, ongoing sorry. one. Have you seen the console wars one? No. It's fascinating. Nintendo have killed it all the time. Yeah. You know, Sony are relatively new guys in this. So you said a, a couple of minutes ago, and you're right to say it, you know, Sony, you wouldn't bet against Sony. You absolutely wouldn't, shouldn't be betting against Nintendo. Oh, God, no. I mean, because Nintendo, they, they've sold more hardware than any other company. The thing about Nintendo, they only stopped support, they only stopped support for, the, for the NES in like it's the mid noughties bear in mind it's a console that came out in the 80s I think I've got 2008 in me so I might be incorrect on that but it was around it was an astonishing like the, the only just after a while they just went right okay because it, it's just naturally dying anyway so we're not gonna we're not gonna continue to support and, re- and repair stuff but you're dead right I mean the Nintendo Nintendo are pricks absolute absolute pricks and the, the, the biggest pricks in this in this whole industry for that because 
of the back like the backwards compatibility thing, um, and the fact that like the the Mario games and the Zelda games and all that they never come down in price ever. They just you know what I mean. You they say never that, but there is thirty three percent off Odyssey at the moment. Oh really? Mm. Bought that last week of price, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> just spent fifty fucking quid on Odyssey. Yeah, it's like thirty something. Now. Yeah, I couldn't. I could have lived the rest of my life not knowing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, but like the fact that you like the, the, yeah, and the, yeah. Anyway, the, but they've they, 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 if they've not if they've not been doing so. The GameCube wasn't great and didn't really have a great uptake on it. But they had the three, they, they had the DS. That, that, that they do the business for them the whole them, time. The handheld market, the handheld market has been has been uh, covering that. Even whole time. think back to Nintendo's strategy. Interestingly, has been the same since the Game Boy. Mm. <laughs> Game Boy. You think of what those consoles at the time. The Game Gear was well better graphically. It was well better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Game Boy was like a, a stupid, no backlit, tinged green screen mm-hmm. that was square, and you know, but they weren't bothered. No. You just went for because you want to, yeah, you want to be able to play it because you gave you the game gear lasted three minutes on six batteries on and six the game batteries, boy needed four batteries and lasted two days or whatever. Yeah, no, you're dead, you're dead right. And they and they're just not bothered. And like I go back to Zelda again. You look at the, the graphics of Zelda; they're gorgeous. They can't compete, and they couldn't make it look like a PlayStation game. What they can do is they can change the design of it so that it doesn't matter how good the GPUs it, you, and all well, that is. Well, you right in it because look at it; it's basically exactly. There's not. I've, I've seen a side by side version with the Wii U version. There's no difference. Basically, it's slightly slightly greater draw distance or whatever. Like, but you you dead right. It's not about that because this is what I'm saying about the, the advancing all this stuff. PC gamers, are, there's a there's a there's a conceit, and I apologise because Tom's sat in the room and he's a PC gamer and he bought, he's well bought into this. I'm just going to shatter a few illusions. It doesn't really matter, you know. You, it's just a, it's just a conceit to sell better graphics cards and sell faster processors and do all this and that. But there's a little, and I know, and then you've got to go and then you realise. So you PlayStation Paul. It's going to go 8K. Anyone got an 8K telly? Exactly, the Mundo. So you're doing this. Who makes what, 8K what, tellies? Yeah, exactly. Sony. Great, oh, there you so, go. You know, sure. but you still got your you, you might have your HD ready TV or Which monitor. I have. Yeah, exactly. And it's not good enough to show the to the image. I got a new telly on my original PlayStation Four, and it went. Do you want to a, 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 enable HDR mode? I went. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god! It's like I've been playing with like a, a with cataracts for like <laughs> the last four it's years. It's like you've been playing like, with my Eyes. Honestly, literally, yeah, it's so great. But anyway, yeah, we, um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see. I, I, inevitably, I'll buy it because I, I'm, I'm totally and honestly brand loyal to Sony at this point. <laughs> um, they've got me. Um, I want to move on. I want to talk about things and something we want to do a little. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A bit more uh, uh, on, on a weekly basis when we talk about this podcast. Now, you guys have presumably here because you've, you've, for some mad reason, you've bought into us. Um, We'll have a bit of a laugh. We'll talk about them daft stuff. We'll keep up to date with what's going on in the in the wider world and what have you. But we want you guys to get to you know to feel like you get to know us a little bit better. Um, and I thought I've got a good place to start. Well, not I said good, a, a bit of a shit place to start. But it, it, I felt it was relevant for the. It time. was my page, to be honest. This was going to be your page. It's it's five years, and as we all know, this is this will be Liverpool related to, to some extent, of course. Um, it's five years since the Steven Gerrard slip. Five years since Liverpool lost to Chelsea. Since Liverpool ostensibly blew a chance at the league, at the league title, and it's five years since you went viral um, for a match reaction after the fact. Now, I've set in the scene. Most people will be aware of this because it's become seeped into football culture in the, over the last five years and what have you. But we put a match reaction up, and you went on a, a rant about Chelsea. They're all fucking. Mate, every one of them fucking Chelsea bastards are fucking Mourinho down to fucking Torres. Which was actually a very, very, which turned into a very, very intelligent piece of analysis about how good a manager Jose Mourinho is, etc. I think we'd have done better if William Hazard fucking Oscar all played, because at least he'd have come to play football. Yeah. But he came to fucking park the bus and their one outlet was Denver Bar and that's why he was fucking brilliant today. Except nobody ever saw that because Vine... Because Vine existed, and we never really thought about this at the time, is that, and this is now what life is, of course, we we still see examples of this on a daily basis. Somebody cropped up, only the absolute worst of the worst of that. And it was pretty bad, to be fair. And it's pretty bad, to be fair, and put it out there. And I think it's fair to say that your life hasn't been the same since since that point. No, no, it hasn't. And listen, I am, you know, so many people meet me and reference that, that I've become defined by seven seconds of words that came out of my mouth. Yeah. Which I think if anybody took the took a look at themselves, to think that you are defined by about 20 words mm. your entire life. You know, I was 31 at the time, I'm 36 now. I'm defined by about, about 20 words, and that's what people think I am and who people think I am. I am. And that's not right. You know, we've done so much good stuff, um, both, you know, at Redmen and before Redmen and stuff like that, that, to think that people just think of me as some kid who fucking spouted off about Chelsea and to think that people think that I'm a homophobe because of that. Yeah. It's madness. It's madness and it's maddening, more importantly. And it, it, that's the thing, because we, we've gone through it a, a period where you, we couldn't walk down the, down the street or go, go to the match without someone just shouting it and you've been boiled down, as you say. You're not a person. You 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 become a meme mm. in that regard. You no one no one cared to know more. So it's like people. I'm sure people do. Like people shout aha, at, you know, at, at, at Steve Coogan, and people shout um, give it gigs here and all that and all and all that kind of stuff at the, the Andy Tate. That was his name. You know, people get you get getting boiled down down to this, and that's. I mean, that's just become a thing where, particularly when it's something that you're not proud of. No, it's, it's the, probably my biggest regret in life, to be honest. Mm. I think, you know, first of all, I offended people, and that was never, 
you know you never go out there thinking that you're gonna you're gonna offend a bunch of people and stuff and you know I, listen they they're Chelsea fans and you know I don't like their football club mm-hmm. but I think like it's not the same as Manx where you know you've been brought up to have this rivalry with them and stuff like and you know kick it out campaign obviously got in touch with us and you know the club got in touch with us and uh, so many people have uh, you know in fact f- old friends of ours um, from LGBT. Liverpool got in touch and sent me a, a, a terrible email. Um, I don't even know whether I well, told I remember, you about that one. Like. So I remember the way, the way it went at the time was we put the because the way, the worst thing about it is that it's my fault because I you know I sat there I used to do all I do the filming do the do do the edit and take the videos do all the thing and I had the moments where we were we were gonna put it and I thought is that a bit is that a bit too far and there was a part of me that thought. I know it's not a great thing, but I mean, for God's sake, I mean, this is not defending it in any way, shape, or form. People still singing Chelsea Red Boys at football matches. It's not just Liverpool, it happens the length of breath. That doesn't excuse it, by the way. But, it, you know, we're only now coming, you know, it's mad to think it's only five years, but a lot culturally has changed in those in those five years as well. You know, the stuff that we just, we would just bat out and go, whatever. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's Nanny says, oh, it's political correctness gone mad. People are starting to go, hang on a second. If, if if someone's telling me that is deeply offensive to a to a, a culture of people, well, you know what? I can probably live my life without using that that yeah. expression. You know, um, we put it out, and I got, and it was it was because obviously, uh, kick it out had got in touch with Liverpool, and basically within Liverpool, there'd been an internal memo gone around and said, right. You know, no one said. No one said you must. You must take this down, or you must do whatever. And what we we had a couple of things down the years, particularly when we first started out, because we're not regulated and we, you know we, we're an entity unto ourselves we, you know it's, we, we've gone through a learning curve we've made mistakes or whatever we've got but we've, we know a lot of people and we've got a good good set of friends and what have you and I always find that if you, if someone that I trust or respect in and around the world we've, we've got I get a text or get a phone call and say you should probably have, have, have a look at that and we got someone within Liverpool that we know had said they gone right. I know them, and they said, "Can you go and have a? Can you go and have a word?" So I got the call, and he said, "Look, it's not gonna. You know, it's it's bad. You know that there's a really bad negative connotations." And there was no hesitation on our part because this was, of course, if you remember, five years ago was when fan cams were starting to be a big thing. I think Arsenal fan TV had probably had a couple of really big hits yeah. at that point. That video was had done a couple hundred thousand views in 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 eight hours in hours, and that could have been that one. You know, that could have been our. Big, big video. The way that Arsenal fan TV. I'm not looking to dig Arsenal fan TV out, by the way, on this. But there was no hesitation on our part. Someone, someone said, "No, that's really bad and it's deeply offensive." Okay, well, we maybe we suspected. Maybe we should have been more intelligent. Fine, we, we cut it out. The problem we've had with it subsequently is that when something's viral, it's gone. It's, it's viral you, forever. You, you lose control of it. You, yeah. you can't wrap your arms around it anymore. And you know, Vine was a big part of that. Twitter's obviously a big part of that. Leaving it on an end card was a big part of that. Well, that was <laughs> it. I took. Well, that was it. We took it down. And then it came. And the video that still exists, largely that's around the one, is the one with the mad board on. It's really weirdly distorted and stuff because it was. We used to put little clips in the end of the videos, and it took us another couple of days to clock onto. Oh shit! We've left that in. We've left that in there. So we had to go through and 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 delete all that stuff. But you know, I've spent five years like weeds sprouting up in your garden, deleting and 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 content ideaing on YouTube every single example of that because it is it's 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 not and it's not just because it, it embarrasses and all that because that is a point, but 
we, we, we're better educated now. I don't want people to see it. I don't want people to, for the start for your life, because that's fucking disgraceful, the stuff you've had to put up with, which we come on to, but it shouldn't be allowed to be out there. You know, there should be, you know, guidelines that say, because it is, it wasn't deliberately, but it is offensive. So it shouldn't be allowed to be, you know, if we, if we want that to come down, we should be allowed to find a way to take it down. And yet, you know, it's now crossed over. It, it's become, you see it on still graphics of the team. And every time Chelsea do something, it's gone away from you yeah. to some extent. Sometimes it'll sometimes be your it's voice, just sometimes, weird, sometimes it's just my voice and all that type of stuff. But I've had death threats and all kinds of stuff over the back of it. And to be honest, it is embarrassing to me. Yeah. It's massively embarrassing because... I regret it, and I think if you regret something, you will always be. But I cringe when I hear my voice on on that video because yeah. I hear it so often. Like, yeah. and you know, not only that, it's embarrassing to my family. Yeah. And I think that's the other point, isn't it? Is that like, you know, back then I wasn't a parent. I'm a parent now, and I know at some point they're going to see that my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had to have the conversation with my wife about it on the day that it happened. I was like, look, this has all happened. And my father-in-law, my parents and all this, you're going to see this stuff cropping up on Facebook that I've said and all this type of stuff. And I'm like, apologising to them. I had to go into work and apologise to my boss because I was bringing his business into disrepute because he didn't want to be seen with it all and mm. all that type of stuff. And obviously people then thinking that that business that I was running at the time is it has those views and shares those views and stuff like that. So it, it, it sort of crept in to every facet of my life but the one that you know n now is my kids are going to see that mm. and they're going to that's not a side of me that I want to show them because it's not me anymore yeah. and I've changed since that the worst thing about it though is because football culture is so this like this toxic banter thing of like the one-upmanship and it's the it, the, what, the what aboutism it's a, so someone doesn't so Man City fans go on about Liverpool and the coach greeting and then Liverpool fans have found that video of Man City fans throwing stuff at a, a coach from a couple of seasons before everything's got a counterpoint in a dangerous world with all this because you had it someone tweeted you at the weekend having a go at your why can you say those things outside the, the ground someone's thought you've literally just gone and done that yeah. and that's the thing that gets lost in it It's because it never goes away there's no time stamp on this people might be able to look at it and go a few pounds later you know what I mean so it's a bit of time a bit of time's passed quite or whatever time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and quite a lot of McDonald's by the, judge, by the judging of things yeah. but but that, that's the thing is that, that all context is gone is, is gone from that no one knows when it was done and you see it you see it now look at um, James Gunn I mean I know he's back on, on, on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 he got sacked for old for old sweets now you know, some horrendous stuff that he said but you know by the by you see people getting people are getting pulled up for old tweets now that's different you know if you're going to go into a public sphere I think maybe there's some degree of like maybe go back and delete if you know you've done some stuff go back and delete we've literally done everything in our power to try and to try and you know expunge this from the universe and it's out of our control and yet it's something that so you want to move away move away to something else it's it's a blot, yeah, and it, and it always will be. You know, I, you know, the times where I do think to myself, I wonder if I'm not getting opportunities because of something that I did five years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and one of those examples will be press box for LFC TV. Yeah. You do it all the time. Yeah. No, they've never come to me and asked me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I do think that that's probably why. It's it's funny because and not funny, but what I mean in so much as you've got look, I, we've been best friends now for you know nearly two nearly two decades. You're daft. You're, you know, you're, you're a, a, an outgoing, funny, mad, interesting, and that's why, and that's why people and people take to you. Like we did this the pickup game with Jimmy Comrade the other week. People like you more than me because you're a genuine, far more genuine, honest, outward, outward facing person. But 
you're you're not you're not all, not not just but also a very intelligent, very deep thinker on things. And what that did once again was it robbed you of of that, and it created a character around around yourself. Because look at it, if you saw you you're there, you've got your polo shirt on, and you. Veins bulging in your neck. You just you could be at some. You could be at an EDL rally, or you could be at whatever. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, in there with his ang- his angry face and his polo on, like. And again, that the fact that people don't never people never got to see more people got to, will ever see that than got to see that you know you then doing a, a, a solid piece of analysis and stuff. And you, it, it's tough. And I just you know I say to anyone watching actually you know if you ever see examples of this. Clarify, it's whether whether you agree with it or not, or whether you think it's brilliant or not, and loads of people think it's brilliant. And look, you can't tell people what to, what to like and what not to like, but it, it, to, to use that expression is a homophobic slur, you know, and we should have known better. We all should have known, we all should know better. We know better now, and that's the positive to take from it. Yeah, I, I, when I said it at the time, I was trying to allude to the fact that the Chelsea players go there for money. And they'll go somewhere else for money, yeah. and that's what I was saying, or what I was trying to say. Yeah. Now I haven't, I, I, I haven't. I've used the wrong words. Yeah. You know, there's been so many times over the years, Paul, where you have cut stuff out mm-hmm. of videos when I've used the wrong words. Cause yeah. I do it a lot. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. You know, my brain runs away, my mouth runs away, yeah. and forgets to tow the brain along. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you're really good at cutting those things out <laughs> and stopping those hitting the thing. You know, we talked about it on the Redmen podcast this week about the flair getting thrown into the Chelsea fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is very much something that I would do. Yeah. You know, and I, I said at the time... Well, well, just to qualify that with, like, you wouldn't go, hey, I'm going to chuck this into no, no, the, the Chelsea fans. a premeditated I, I, thing. I, if I had a flair in my hand, the likelihood of me putting it up and then going, oh, great idea, lashing it, is very high mm. because I'm a fucking idiot yeah. at the end of the day and yeah. I don't think before I act. Yeah. And that's a problem that I, you know, I've tried to rectify, but I'm, I'm still not there. But I say this all the time, there's, there's types of people and there's, there's people who I think are just genuine, genuine, genuine people and they are the most admirable people amongst us in some respects because there's no filter. You know when you get into people that are just more, honor, just more honest. I always say, you can tell what you what's on your mind because it's written all over your face at, at all times. I'm a more calculated person than you, but people there's people who don't like me because they th- they feel they can see they can some people can see through that and not not like they can see through me to be in an absolute gobshite or whatever. I mean that's by the by I am, but you know, is that there are people in this world who don't we, and people who are more like me at times take umbrage with people who are like you because we put ourselves in that situation. You think. Well, why are you choosing to do that? Not realizing that you can get better at things, but and you can become more mature. But there are loads of situations where you just you don't, you don't think, and I make it sound like it's a bad, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing, and it's a good thing. It's a curse and a blessing. It means that you're more, you're more likable, more approachable. People want to be around people like that. But you'd have to stand up to the consequences. Is periodically you're just going to do fucking stupid things, and then like after the fact, you go, oh God, why did I just? Why, why, I got, why like one of our best mates, you know, his wife. This is a perfect example of this. I absolutely love her to bit. She's absolutely brilliant. I offend her every single time yes. we sit down and have a chat. Yeah, you know, I do it all the time, and I don't mean to. But you know, when I've had a beer, when I haven't had a beer, I just say the wrong things, and yeah. I never think to myself. What, what am I doing here? This is like the tenth time that she mm-hmm. stormed out of a room that you're in. But on the flip, on the flip side. 
because I'm the other way. I find it fucking exhausting having to think about having to doing the other way and having to over plan and think and, and 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 filter what you know having to filter make sure having to run through fucking spell check as it were on every sentence that's going to come out of my mind to make sure that it's not you know what I mean and and so I, you know I, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a roughness mood on both sides and unfortunately you know it, it can go it can be good things and lead to amazing some of this again some of the stuff that you've done and you come out with it's brilliant it's why we're mates it's why we work well as a partnership you sweat the the, the small stuff and i sweat the, the the big stuff we have different outlooks on on life we both do each other's heads in at certain things over ways that we are but we both are the, fundamentally are the way we are the stuff that you do that i would i I am blown away by your ability to go come up with something on the, come up with something a response to stuff on the spot. I'm that person who gets away and he's in the bath twelve hours later and goes, "Ah, oh, that was the perfect thing to say in that situation. <laughs> That's how I should have been handling that." And you know, there's 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 rough and smooth, and I think you know, bringing it back. Say people, people who are watching. You know, we, we've talked about this in, in in various walks of life, in various different areas. We've never really sat down and, and talked about it before. What I would urge people to do, because there's an opportunity there, we got a little look at the, the, the bits and pieces, and there are the stuff where it's obviously meant to be funny. I, what I'd say to people, and I've said this to close friends, whenever you see those crop up, it's not. <laughs> It's not the fault of the people necessarily posting them. They might not know, but we've got to educate people on this. If you see it, report it and, and get it down. It, it'll never go away. But if we can do something to making that not a thing anymore, you know, you can, you're never going to get get full control of it. But know that it's it's a it's a it's a dark stain on the on on your life and on what on what we've done. And I hate the fact that we're it's something that we're ultimately associated with. When if we were given the choice, it would be gone forever and ever ever that's the cross that we have to live with the cross that you have to live with and you know I mean there was a point wasn't there when you discovered the feature on Facebook of people who've sent you messages who aren't your friends oh my days like you went I've just discovered this is a thing and it was like oh dear god Chris don't open that don't open that Pandora's box but that that's it we all it's the more you do stuff in the public eye the more Knobheads. Tell you what, the more you realise why football interviews are shit. Yes. To be quite honest with yeah. you, and, and you know, you just can't say things because things are taken out of context, and, and some things aren't taken out of context. Yeah. And and you know, and, and things are said badly and stuff like that. But the opening those Facebook messages was a bad thing, and you know, it was only probably a year ago where I got to the point in my life where they stopped bothering me. Yeah. And it was actually doing a podcast and a video with James Orcott that changed all that for me because I'd lie awake at night, you know, that I'd I'd read a hundred comments. And ninety nine of them would be good, and I would, and I'd focus in on that one negative comment, yeah. and, and and think of that in two hundred and fifty negative comments, and what that does to a person's mental state when yeah. they're doing it. Now, I'm really fortunate in the fact that I haven't had any mental health issues uh, in my life, and other people do have it, and it's a, an incredibly difficult thing to deal with. I'm fortunate that I haven't had that, and you know, it hasn't taken me to that darker place, but. What James said to me, he said, what is, what is, he asked me the question, it was something along the lines of, what keeps you up at night? And I was just like, kind of not being liked and, and these like, you know, these negative comments are that. Yeah. And he, he, he boiled it down to this, like, he's like, have you got a circle? And I was like, yeah, of course I've got a circle. I've got my wife, I've got my kids, I've got my mum and dad, I've got my best mate and, and a few other best mates that are, that are in there and stuff. And he's like, why do you care what anyone else thinks? And it wasn't until someone just said it so simply to me yeah. that now it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I can I can look at things and go five minutes later that's out of my head. Yeah. Whereas a year ago 
I would be in a mood for days because of stuff like but that. It like, it, but it, it's that's the thing that people don't realize, and that's because you know when you become a character, not a human being, people don't realize that yeah, you're sat on your own on your Todd board on your on your couch on the bus just looking to fill time. You might be with your kids, and you know we should, we should all make a greater effort to not have our phones on us when we're with our with our kids. Absolutely, and it's something I've you know I know we both both try to do. But all it takes is that one, and it it literally it's like someone walking over and whipping you up when you're in mid stride in, in your day. Yeah, honestly, you can be there and like you know sitting down playing. You get a notification, you look at it, and it's like these two people that you are responsible for, that you are enjoying your time with, has been blown up by a friggin' message from someone that you don't know from yeah. the other side of the world that's yeah. just thought I'm going to be a bit of a prick here. Yeah. And listen, I'm not faultless in this either. No. We used to go in chat rooms on MSN when we were young and do exactly the same to other people. Yeah. So I understand that. Like, but now, yeah, go through my Twitter. I don't do it. It's just not something that I do because I yeah. know the consequences of my actions nowadays. Mm-hmm. In that regard, certainly, yeah. and it's just like it's just that thing. I'm not saying like, listen, don't banter with people and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. If you want to sound, if if you think someone's an absolute cock, do it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. <laughs> but just remember that you know you. You wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to walk into a room and just ruin your day for no reason. Yeah. And I think if you wouldn't do it to the face, don't do it at all. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Look, I, I, and it, that's the thing. I remember in the early days, you'd go, it's fine, it's fine. And it probably was because it was, you know, you can deal with it. But those things, it's like, it's like pouring paint on your soul. Like, you know what I mean? It just, seeps in over time and it becomes more and more and more and it builds in and the the, the good thing that we, we made of this because I remember saying to you at the time you know this was a thing and we were at a, a, a pivotal juncture with Red Men at that time as well we were we were we had our first studio out at, at the Dovedale Towers and I, and we were in a, a position where we we it was just about enough for it to be we could make a job for one person and I said right Let's try and turn this into a positive. Let's use this as a jumping off point, you know, because there's no point in you having to live with this if you're also working 50 hours a week, working in a restaurant and whatever. And that became the, 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 the catalyst. Is, yeah. yeah, the catalyst for taking everything on and moving on. So I think we've, we've managed to, in some regards, kind of use it, in, use it in a positive sense. But yeah, it is very much, that's the, if I look back on the, I have key regrets in my life. and. There's, there's nothing worse, and this is this is hard because it's not this is not a oh, woe is Paul situation because you're the one who's had to really deal with the the, the the brunt of all this. But there's one thing to make bad choices in life that affect yourself, and having to live with those consequences, I'm fine with that. Like I always say, I'll, I don't, I'm not a gambling man, but I'll bet on myself, and that works both ways. I can live, I can you live and die by the decisions you make, but when this impact people that you love, I, that's like a and to see it and to see it come, could I you know. I, it's like I say, it's my be my mission in life. If I could do, if I had to sacrifice something genuinely good in my life, but I knew like I make a deal with the devil to to make, to be able to take that back or remove it from move it from the world. Don't sacrifice the Premier League. It's not worth it. Okay, as long as you're cool with that, that's your decision. It's fine. As long as it's your decision, that's absolutely it's fine. fine. Um, no, Bridge, but yeah, thanks everyone for getting involved. And if you do see it, yeah, please do report. Please do report. Let's try and get as much of this, as much of this gone as possible. There's only so much we can do, of course. And you know, again, I understand people. People think it's hilarious and all that, but I think we're starting to see more and more. You know, we're, the, the culture change. You know, we're ten years away from Chris Moyles calling things gay on the on on Radio One, and, and in in a jokey in a, in a jokey manner. That's how people talked. Not a decade, not a decade ago. Christ, we're only like thirty years away from people being chemically castrated 
frustrated for having different different sexual preferences. The world moves on pretty fast. Let's not let us. Let, 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 I don't want this to be a, a millstone moving it moving into the future. Um, right, feature to wrap up on Chris. Mm. Um, agony uncles. We want you, the the viewers and listeners. If you've got problems in life, you've got things that you want you you want advice on. Now, listen, we're, we're two men. We've just been through some interesting situations in our life. We've survived thirty six years, nearly thirty seven this year for Chris. Um, <laughs> You're a month younger than me to the day, and yet for the last twenty fucking years, I've had to hear that from January the first until fucking. December the 31st. This is 37 this year. I'm not 37 till next year. It's an important difference. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we've got, we bought houses. You bought two different houses. We've had, you know, mortgages. We've seen our children come out of vaginas that were very partial terrifying, to terrifying, terrifying experiences. We've managed to keep those children alive Don't for a period of time. Don't go the We've set businesses up. We've run businesses. We've been to all these things. Um, just to get, kick things off, you've got a piece of life, just apropos of nothing, a piece of generalised life advice you want to hand out? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I've got one, but I used it um, a long time ago on a quick fire round, so maybe I won't use that. Maybe we can put that one in if we can dig that bad boy up. I am so sorry, Tom. What was it? Uh, We'll have to dig it up and find out. Okay, cool. My one, I got my um, student loans statement through this week. Yeah. I'm done this year, Paul. Still owe... Just shy of ten thousand pounds on my student loan. Um, I left university fifteen years ago. I put this on Instagram. That is the the most expensive piss up I've ever been on in my entire life, and I'm still paying for it to this day. So my solid piece of life advice, and I know it's hard, and I am a massive hypocrite. But don't do it like I did it. I went to uni because I, I, my, my, my uh, engagement in scholastic activities was just on a downward slope from the moment I finished my GCSEs, basically. And I met you. I became friends with you midway through my A-levels, and that was the final nail in the coffin. And it's telling that having, done, having got two Ds and two Es at A-levels, I, was the, I got the best results out of our group <laughs> of friends um, because we spent most times just hanging around in parks and climbing trees and playing footy and doing other things I remember that we can't the, legally I rem- say. I remember the night before our maths A-level, me and Steve Pye on about eight Guinness in, in a snooker hall. <laughs> I remember being in the middle of revising and just knocking on my door and going... Do you want to come to the park and climb trees? And I went, yeah. And we went, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to the park to climb trees. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because. And funny line, anyone ever watched Angel from Buffy and Angel fame? There's a scene where these lawyers are all in a basement and there's vampires in there and someone says, they're going to kill us. And he says, you know what? I just can't seem to care and shuts the door on them. Brilliant, and yeah. I used that line. And I, as I was sat on the floor of our school with my with my A level, my awful A level results clutched in my tear soaked hands, I couldn't help but think of that line. And what a massive bell end I was. Um, but I got worse as I went to uni. I just went away to uni to, to get away from Liverpool and have a laugh. And um, I just used to sack lectures off. And go on. And here's a great here's a great tip: is that. Basically, work out how much it costs to be at university, work out how many lectures you have in a year, and divide that cost down to work out how much each lecture is costing you. And so every time you don't go to that lecture, imagine that amount of money being set on fire in your hand. Um, Good way I, of looking at it. Yeah, I have had to learn. I, we, we set these lights up for this, by the way. I did lighting classes. No, sorry. I had lighting classes at university. 
and I didn't go to them. So I've had to learn. So this is lit terribly. It's because I basically spent loads and loads of money to learn how to light and then didn't go to the class. And now I have to fucking deal with the consequences of not having very well lit content because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, so solid life advice. If you're going into higher education, either do it or don't do it. Don't You don't need it. Do you know the thing that on the but on, if you do it, do it right. Uh, for me, I wasn't old enough to go into higher education. Mature enough. I wasn't mature. You were enough. old enough. You weren't mature. I was enough. old enough. Yeah, I wasn't mature enough. And I don't think, I think a lot of people would be like me in this. In that, I think actually going and getting a full time job for a couple of years mm-hmm. will give you a bit more of an impetus to do well in university. Now, if you're uh, if you uh, you're watching this and you know we broke down before the differences between me and Paul as a person, and if you're a little bit more like me on that, and you're thinking of going into higher education, go and get a full time job, see how fucking shit it is yes. for the most part, shit, right? Really shit. And then go and get a go to university and see how boss it is. But do it properly and treat university like a full time fucking job. Go. You might have eight lectures, eight hours of lectures. Do 40. Yeah. You're going to walk away with a first and a fucking job that you really enjoy at the end of it. And that that would be my life advice. I, I went for a year. I didn't turn up until around about the February. Nobody thought I'd gone to that university, right? So from September to February, and I turned up one day in a lecture, and they were like, we just assumed you went to a different university, and no one told us, right? So I didn't go in at all. Failed first year, obviously. Resat it. Was actually treating it quite well and doing quite well. And I missed an email that said my um, exam had been moved forward in like the, the, whatever it was, maybe the December, an hour, and they wouldn't let me through the doors. And like an absolute tit, a hissy fitted, went home, packed all my bags up, phoned my mom and said I'm coming home and left. Then and there, I didn't tell anyone. I just did it. I didn't like. I spoke to a couple of people that I was mates with there and stuff like that. And I never, I never went into higher education again. Like, no. um, so just, just go and do, do a little bit of something in your life first, and absolutely go and fucking travel. Yeah. Travel before you get ties, mm-hmm. because it's one of the, it's another big regret of mine is, you, is just you know not being able to go and do a year abroad. Yeah. And like, I absolutely would love to do that more than anything, and I, I, I can't now. It's just not possible. Absolutely. But well, yeah, thank you very much. That has been the very first Machin Page Act podcast. If you enjoyed it, drop a like, share it with your friends, share it with the world. Uh, if you're listening to it on any audio platforms, give it a review, give it the best possible review it can have. It always helps. Get us up the top. <laughs> so, you need me to set up an audio platform for this, yeah? Absolutely. Okay, um, thank you. Um, we love you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you've not done already. And any type of content suggestions, any type of things outside of the office you want to see us go and do, we've got some mad ideas lined up. But there's any situations, life situations that you want to plan us into let us know in the comments of that thank you very much everyone take it easy planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.